0: Hello, welcome to the first episode of That Doesn't Happen Every Day, in which I interview everyday people about things that have happened in their lives that don't usually happen every day. The stories can be funny, they can be frightening, they can be life-changing, traumatic, surreal. It doesn't really matter as long as the story is interesting, it can be featured on the show. For this episode, we go back to the early 2000s when my friend CJ Young had an experience off of a lonely Wyoming road that he's never been able to forget. Here's CJ Young. I think I was just shy of driving, so maybe 15, and my dad decided just kind of randomly on a weekend to say, hey, what if we go fishing? We head out there, and it was a very kind of average Wyoming July day. We just stopped on the road, and my dad was in the driver's seat. I was in the passenger seat. One of us noticed that there was somebody walking down this little ridge to the left on the driver's side of the truck, and it was a lady. And I can still see her in my head to this day. She was wearing this kind of light, kind of a sundress. She had a big straw hat. The thing that jumped out at me is she seemed like she was barefoot. I don't remember seeing any shoes, no stockings. I mean, maybe she had a shoe on, I just didn't notice. And so, you know, my dad and I were just kind of like, huh, no car, nothing she'd walked out of. I would have placed her in her, I don't know, maybe in her late, mid-twenties, somewhere in there. Kind of hard to say. Where She walked right up to the driver's side of the truck and... I don't remember the first thing she said, if we said, hello, or how you doing, something like that. But we, we started talking to her and she asked us, you know, who we were and what we were doing. And we just said, you know, nothing unusual. Oh, we're, you know, out here fishing, we're from Rollins. And, and I, I know, I remember specifically, we asked her what she was doing out here. And and she said, oh, I, you know, this is where I stay. I've been out here a while in hindsight. Her questions were kind of evasive and a little odd, and and her answers as well. We just kind of talked about the fishing. The only thing that really jumped out as weird was she said, well, you know, I wouldn't stay too long. And in the middle of the conversation, she just stopped talking. She turned to the right, like, no goodbye, no, well, good luck, or I got to get back to something She turns to the right and starts walking towards the back of the truck, the end of the truck. And I'll remember my dad looked over at me, and he kind of gave this kind of shrug, like, well, you know, with his face, kind of like, that was weird. And he looks up, and he's like, where'd she go? And I look up, and I turn around, and I don't see her. And I look in the mirrors, and I don't see her. And he's like, did she fall? And so we both get out of the truck at the same time. And we walk around behind the truck, and we meet there. And there's no one there. My dad, he's like, he thought maybe she'd fell or did she climb to the back of the truck? Did we have someone crazy on our hands? Nothing. We looked under the truck. We looked in the bed of the truck. There was no cover around us, right? If you're a hunter, I grew up hunting. You'll notice things like cover, right? Bushes, things an animal could be in. There's no cover. It was open grass from the two track. I'd say at least 100 yards before you got to cover. And that seemed a bit odd right she's just gone out of thin air unless she was an olympic sprinter and even then i don't know if they could have made it at Atlanta site. and so weirdly it was almost like we just kind of ignored what had just happened like we got in the truck and we drive down to the creek and we get out and we put our waders on we didn't say anything to each other my dad said something first and my dad he looks over at me he's like you know is that pretty weird and i was like yeah that was real weird and my dad says uh that was expletive weird <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was real uncomfortable. He's like, we talked to her, right? I'm like, yeah, we talked to her. And we kind of were like puzzling out what we had just experienced standing in the river there in our waders holding these fishing poles. And I remember he finally said, he's like, you know what, why don't we get out of here? And I was like, "Okay, I'm all right with that. And so we, you know, we got back. We went to the truck. And we turned around and we started heading back. And in hindsight, we we both noticed things that at the time didn't jump out at us, but now seem somewhat weird. Here is a young woman with no car, no horse, no anything, comes walking over here in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. I mean, this was 30 minutes from the interstate on a two-track road. Walks down to a pickup truck of two men who she's never met before. She's not carrying a rifle. She's not carrying any protection. And she comes right up and starts talking to us in the truck, no fear of us at all. And then all of a sudden just stops talking as if we're not there, like her face went blank. And so you 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 think about these things in the end and you're like, I don't have an explanation for you. We, we thought, was it a ghost? Was it a spirit? Was it something tied to the land? Is It sounds crazy, but like, is this a vampire, an earth spirit? It makes no sense. We aren't the only ones that have met this woman. My dad is a doctor in in Rollins, and for many, many years he worked in the emergency room. He distinctly remembers one particular winter where he had a lady that stopped at the ER. Middle of winter, she came in because she thought she had a stroke or was hallucinating. And her story gave my dad chills because she described driving on Interstate 80 somewhere around Arlington to Wagon Hound she had seen a young woman in a summer dress and a hat walking along the shoulder of the road. It was a snowstorm. It was a blizzard. And she said that she pulled over and rolled her window down and said, you know, my God, who are you? What happened? Get in. I'll drive you to town. And this woman opened her car door, opened the door, got in and sat in the seat. And she said the woman was distraught, Looked cold, was pale, didn't talk to her. And she just kind of rocked in the seat. And she said she was thinking, you know, maybe someone, a car accident, or she'd gotten lost from a cabin. And she said a couple miles down the road, she looked over and the seat was empty. And she couldn't believe it. She said she literally couldn't believe it. She wasn't from here. She was passing through a traveler. And she stopped at the ER in Rollins because she thought maybe she'd eaten something that was uh, causing her hallucinate or or she'd had a stroke. That's what she legitimately thought. Medically, she was fine. So, yeah, this whole experience for this lady was just beyond odd. And they had had a highway patrolman come in and talk to her. And to add an extra level to this, the highway patrolman, without missing the beat, he's like, oh, you've seen the Lady of Arlington. That's what they call her. And the trooper said that highway patrolmen and sheriff's deputies that have worked that section of 80 for decades have talked about seeing a woman walking in a blizzard or walking in the countryside that when they, they try to find her or try to help her, she disappears. And, uh, he said that one of the troopers that he knew had had a similar experience where he put her in her, in his car and, uh, on the way back to town, she had vanished. And so, you know, that, that really, Reinforced to my dad, you know, A, what we had experienced did happen, and B, it really emphasized that there's similarities that start to piece these stories together. One of my best friends from high school, I would hang out at his house a lot. You know, we played basketball together, we'd hang out at each other's house, play PlayStation. We were hanging out, and his uncle was over there, and his uncle was offhand talking about a ghost story to his brother, my friend's dad about this woman they'd met around Arlington hunting. This was back in the 80s when he was a kid. And he was hunting with his dad and his, I I can't remember if it was an uncle or grandfather, but another male family member. And and they were hunting. It was, he said, November, rifle season. They're hunting for elk. A woman walked into their camp. As he described it, he said she was wearing a thin dress they were shocked. He said they thought she had gotten lost from a cabin or on the highway. And he said she didn't say anything. He said she was, sh- he remembered she was shivering and he said she was very pale and he distinctly remembered she wasn't wearing any shoes. And he said they were freaked out. He said, you know, they thought they'd found a survivor of something terrible. So they brought her over by the fire, and he, they wrapped her feet in a blanket. They put a blanket around her shoulders. And he said they were trying to talk to her and say, you know, Miss, who are you? What happened? Where'd you come from? And he said she she just acted kind of catatonic. She wasn't saying anything. She wasn't really responding to him. And he said, so they were talking about what to do. Should they try and go take her out tonight or, or should they wait till the morning? Uh, Cause you know, it's the eighties. They don't have a cell phone. So the way he described it, he said it, it's, it'll stay within the rest of his life. And he's, it gives me even chills. To remember him tell the story. He said, she was like, she woke up. That's how he described it. And he said, she woke up and she, he said, it was like she looked and noticed at them for the first time. And she looks around at all of them and looked at the blankets. And she looks and says, you all shouldn't be here. And she threw off the blanket and he said she turned off and ran into the woods in the middle of the night. And again, barefoot. He said, there's still snow on the ground. It's November in Wyoming. And so he said, so they start chasing after her. And he said, they have flashlights. And they're like, man, they never got a name. He said, you know, they're yelling, ma'am, where are you? Girl, where'd you go? And he said, they chase after into the woods. And he said, they, you know, they're hunters. He said, they followed her footprints. And he said, they followed them maybe, I don't know. He says middle of the night. He said, could have been 50 yards, a couple hundred yards. It's hard to tell. He said they were their adrenaline was up. He said, but they come through into this little clearing and he said, her prints stopped. They just stopped. He said, like she flew away or vanished out of thin air. And he said, he remembers they all stood there and they looked at these prints ending. And he says, they, and they're barefoot. He said, you could see toes. And he said, they just kind of all looked at each other. And he said, they all just kind of remembered what she said, you know, hey, you shouldn't be here. And he said, they, they went back said none of them slept. He said they stayed up all night. He said, you know, one of had a flashlight looking at the perimeter of the camp. He says they didn't say hardly a word to each other. He said the next morning they they packed up and they went back to their truck. And he said they didn't even talk about the story with their their spouses, he said, and friends for a couple of years. I distinctly remember what jumped out at me in that story is that she acted kind of catatonic. And then she it was like realization came that she was with these guys and that she noticed them for the first time. The lady who told my dad in the ER that the woman had said nothing and was kind of just rocking and non-communicative and just disappeared. So it's almost like this entity itself is like disconnected from its surroundings, but then sometimes becomes aware of what's happening around it. And there was a kind of a local historian in Rollins, and I had asked him about the story, and I said is this anything familiar to you? And yeah, he said he'd actually heard of the Lady of Arlington, which is what most people that have heard the story know of her as. And he had said that there was a story. He said he'd worked on trying to verify and he said he'd found like a little blurb about it in an old newspaper, but he said he'd never been able to track down a very detailed account. But it was essentially a story of homesteaders in that area of Elk Mountain and that the husband had left for work or travel or supplies and left the wife and kid at home and there was a blizzard and it took him a while to get back and when he got back the wife was missing and the kid was like dead frozen to death at the house you know pretty tragic event but uh that she was never discovered and he said you know he'd never been able to really dig that in depth into it because he said he you know his opinion was that those kind of um for lack of a better term, accidents that cost people their lives in early frontier Wyoming were unfortunately common. I don't know. There's just no kind of real way to know who is she and why is she there. I wanted to thank you for listening. I hope that you'll listen to our next episode, which are things that don't happen every day while working in an abandoned prison. So I hope you like that one. It should be at you in a week's time or less. If you enjoyed this story, please rate it, share it, like it, do whatever you need to do to help us share our stories with other people. And of course, if you have a story of something that you'd be comfortable sharing that doesn't happen every day, please contact me. My information is in the description. Thanks and take care.